When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you written out a script? Have you kind of outlined this? Because we're going to hold you. You have a very strict <laughs> time limit because I know you're passionate about these topics. So I have I have a couple bullet points for myself, things to make sure that I mention. And I, I'll try to be as, as precise as possible because I know you guys like clarity and precision. And accuracy. Yes, all all of those <laughs> things are very important to me. Um, and, we and, hold ourselves to a very high standard. For instance, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I mean, I, I well, I don't understand how you don't understand it, Sean. <laughs> Do you have you had this one where something's bothering you? Okay, right, something goes poorly at work or in yep, your personal life or whatever. Shove no, it no, down. Hold on, hold on, and. You, you you obsess on it. You think about it over yeah. and over and over again. And mm-hmm. then you go to bed that night and you have dreams about it. And you wake up in the middle and it's literally your very first conscious thought when your eyes pop open in the moment like, oh yeah, that happened. I, 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 just, and you pick up right where you left off obsessing. Have you yeah, ever had one of those? Of course. Okay. No question about it. I was having a little bit of that yesterday mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe how badly that went. That was embarrassing. I, I pride myself on somebody who asked pretty good questions in these environments. And it was, it, it wasn't bad. It was whatever's much, much worse than bad. And it was on L.A., on a rated popular radio station, and I knew Mason and Island were going to kill me. I knew Sedano and Cap were going to kill me. I knew that Chris was going to kill me, and I deserve it. I knew there's nothing. There was no, hey, this is a bunch of crap. I didn't need it. I deserved it. So I'm turning it over and over in my head and go to bed. I didn't have dreams about it. Mm-hmm. I woke up, and it wasn't the first. I'm like, and then I'm driving in. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to. And I was like, you know what? I think I may have gotten through this. And then you find people, of course, decide to uh, make it happen all <laughs> no, over you're good. again. Oh. No. no. <laughs> That's the worst part. This is um, this is the key. How did you react after giving up that grand slam, right? So, How did you react after um, having a – some pitcher is out there having a perfect game, and you commit the error at second. Uh huh. Right? There's a perfect game, and all you got to do is there's a grounder. There's two outs in the ninth. All you got to do is just feel the play, and you boot it. <laughs> Throw it into the seats. <laughs> How do you react the next day? I thought actually you reacted well to it. Kind of embraced the whole thing. It's actually pretty funny. <sighs> Trav, I just got an email I think you'd like. It's, so it's from New York Times Cooking, which I follow. And they said, the 10 soups we can't stop making this fall. So I should <laughs> go ahead and board it to you and Coach McVeigh. I think that everyone... Yeah, don't say... <laughs> I will take it. Let's leave Coach well, you McVeigh ask, let's say this. Let's say McVeigh comes on week 12. <laughs> yes. It's a, I know where you're going. It's a great question. Go ahead. Do you go back into the, hey, I'm going to ask another one of these soup questions, or do you play it for him and say, hey, Sean, remember this? What the hell was I talking about when this happened? Or do you just go back to Cam Akers? <laughs> okay. The, my gut tells me just stick to Cam Akers. I think that that's yeah. probably the better lane. But here, here's my thing. I'm not not a coward, Slee. I, I'm willing to get thrown off the horse again. Um, here's the deal. If the Rams are, what did you say, 12 weeks from now, so that's week 16. Okay, so we're getting towards the end of the line. Yeah. If the Rams, and there's a key game coming up that weekend, okay. and he's in complete football mode. If the Okay, then then that's a no-brainer. So what I was going to say is, if they're comfortably in the playoffs, if they're like kind of locked into a, a first or second seed, yeah. yeah, I will say, I would, I would do the, hey, coach, the last time we had you on, I asked the worst question. I don't know if you remember this and maybe play it for him because yeah. perhaps he's in a mood where he's receptive to something like that. If they're, what would that be, week 16? They basically buy, need to win the next game in order to lock up the division. And if they don't, then it's. Tell me about Cooper Cup. What are your expectations for Matthew Stafford? How good is Aaron Donald? Is Jalen Ramsey a first ballot Hall of Fame? Do you have to pay I'm, for? I'm going really down the middle of the road. Do you have to pay for parking at SoFi? <laughs> 
Nope. Is that not included doing that. in your deal? Nope. I'll let you ask him that. I think as a good as a good teammate to me, you should have to ask a soup question. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you know this is this is what teammates do, Sliwa. That they I help each ask, other out when things are going poorly. Do you eat soup before a game? <laughs> what? I don't understand the question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do we, Taylor? Do we have it? Because yeah, there, I want I want to play this back because it's far oh, yeah. worse than I thought. It's it's actually it's not the I don't know what that th- this part I have no idea what that means is not the worst part. It's what happens after that where I'm because there, is there anything worse than having to explain your joke? And then there's there anything worse than after you explain the joke that moment of dead air and then it's followed by oh <laughs> that that in retro upon breaking down the tape going back and reviewing the film. That's Did you the review the part. film on YouTube or no. just audio? I can. Because the film is good on YouTube. Because the film is, you see your body language. I'm incredibly well, confused. I, I, haven't I don't seen know it. what. What to was do. my body language? I have not gone back to look at it yet. Um, Terror. You were smiling without a smile. Does that yes. make sense? He yes. was very smiley, actually. Yeah, yeah he was smiling, he was but, there wasn't, me, but there wasn't. But there wasn't a smile there. I, I, it just was a reaction. A smile, but I wasn't enjoying myself. Yes. You were hoping that everything was okay, so the smile was there. Here, but I can play it from O. Okay. That was that that to me that that is so crazy. Okay, so exactly. it was <laughs> it was that portion for me because you had a chance after to kind of get out of it or say, "Oh, you're so right, great answer." But you kind of asked another question that you weren't sure was a question. <laughs> I, okay, full disclosure, I was just reeling at that point. I didn't even know what I was saying. You blacked out. <laughs> I, I I I was just running for the hills. I, I wasn't. I was just trying to get words to come out of my mouth at that point. My brain was in that th- ask a football question, ask a football. Yeah. I didn't have one on the top the of moment. my tongue, so I had to look down at my yep. sheet. I have my questions, you know, kind of bullet pointed what I want to ask. The very first thing I saw was Cam Akers. Uh, what is Cam Akers going to do this week? It was, it was pretty awful. YouTube, you smiled the whole time. Did I? If it was muted, you would think that Trav's having a great day. Great day, great conversation. <sighs> <laughs> I just hope that this comes around, and it, it is a fun story to tell at cocktail parties. It is a story that I can tell with a real smile. Oh no, smile that, that's on my a face. great story. Oh, it's like, good. That's a story that you will tell, and that you're comfortable with sharing. And that's actually a really good story. <laughs> Nobody's going to remember the Cam Akers question. My or second, most, my question about the Niners, or well, you know, that, gonna remember that's that. kind of what I was going for. But it's now my second worst moment on the air. Behind when I called uh, Ladanian Tomlinson Adrian Peterson three or four times. Okay, so we didn't get a chance to really talk about that. So when that happened, I know you've brought that up before. At no point is Ladanian Tomlinson saying, uh, "Hey, brother." So um, here's what happens. So this was when I'm not Adrian Peterson. So <laughs> this is bringing up some very bad memories. We're at Super Bowl. Yeah, got a, a bunch of guys coming through mm-hmm. doing a bunch of different things. And it was also the same time that the news had broken about Adrian Peterson and that stuff with his son. Okay, so Adrian Peterson was in my mind sure. as a topic. That of was a huge topic at the time. Sure. Yep. So here comes LT through, and I called him LT a few times too. Like I knew it was just enough. Of I a mix. knew that it was Ladanian Tomlinson, but I had Adrian Peterson knocking around my brain, and I called him. Adrian Peterson a couple of times, and Mike Pearson, our old colleague here at 710, yeah. was my producer at the Super Bowl when I was working for Yahoo. And he says to me in my head, he goes, Trav, you keep calling him Adrian Peterson. And I'm looking like, you're out of here. No, no, I don't. And then I did it again. And you noticed it? And I noticed that LT gave me a look like, dude, I'm not Adrian Peterson. And that's when Mike Pearson said to me again, like, you did it again. I'm like, yeah, I think I did. I, I really do think I did because I got a oh from Ladanian Tomlinson. It was not my finest moment. Now, the good news is that happened probably that made me eight or nine years ago. And this, so if I only have one of these every nine years, that's pretty good. That's yeah, that's good. I'll take that. You take that. When are you going to have one? I told you the Luke Walton. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't great. But that's that just most, that was so incredibly uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, but you just forgot to turn your ring off. You didn't. You didn't look. You didn't say something where everyone thought. Oh bless his heart! Come on, you you didn't have one of those moments. Bro, we've like all had questions where I'm like, I in the middle of like my that? question, in the middle of my question, I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm asking at this point. I'm not sure. Well, I started I with a question, but the only difference is it wasn't you know 
a random soup thing. Like I could just place just a it. Bad basketball. I question. could keep it in the basketball realm and hope that they help me survive. <laughs> that's, by just running their mouth. That's what I was telling John and Steve. We were doing super crosstalk yesterday. I realized about I don't know ten seconds into the question, Trav, you're lost. You, you you've completely lost whatever whatever you were going for is now impossible to land. Like you, you cannot land the plane from here. It's going to be a crash. It's just a matter of how how many people you take with you, right? And I, I couldn't save it. I just I, no. I didn't. And then it it hit. We all lost McVeigh for the uh, for the show. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to JB during the uh, pregame show on Monday, Monday Night Football. Three fifteen, Emily is when our pregame show starts. Yep, three fifteen. Three fifteen. Myself, Kirk Morris, in the Buffalo Wild Wings countdown to kickoff show, yes, which will be going on Monday. Um, I'm gonna get to JB. Maybe I'll text JB and just say, Hey, do you see Coach? Can you just kick the tires on how much he hated the experience on the Travis and Sleeper <laughs> show? Just see what comes back. You're gonna get something back. Actually, I don't think you get something back, but I think he blocked your number too. The whole organization. I, I don't even, <laughs> the whole organization. Even. Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, Adam. They went. Does anybody have that guy's number? I was like, unfortunately, your credential I do. doesn't work anymore at SoFi. I, I've got it. Okay, block that guy. There's going to be a face with a circle with a line. Where's Trav? It. He does the pregame show from the parking lot. Take, he paid for parking and then he sits in his car. Take out the espresso machine. Remove his his bubbly subscription and keep it moving. It was a it was a pretty bad deal. All right, Emily, you're going to be on the clock. Don't forget, is the right. Emily. She's going to give us a, her TV recommendation for the weekend. No one watches more. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, guys. We're going to come out first with, uh, I'm going to put my own timer on. The inaugural... Clock started. What to watch this weekend from Emily is... White Lotus, okay? White Lotus is a show on HBO. It has six episodes in its first season. Uh, the main cast is Molly Shannon, Alexandra Dario, uh, Sydney Sweeney, um, Jennifer Coolidge, um, and Connie Britton. So those are the main female characters in this. And there's a lot of male characters. The guy who plays Tuna in uh, The Office is in it. Great. Amazing. It takes place in Hawaii. It's Gorgeous. It makes you want to go visit mm. Hawaii immediately. It takes place at a high-end resort in Hawaii, and there are a lot of unlikable characters that get their comeuppance. But the basic of the show, it is a, it's a whodunit. In the first uh, few seconds of the episode, you realize that someone dies. And so you don't know who dies, and you can find your way to get there. It's astonishingly funny. It's a little crass, a little crude, like most HBO shows, and there are very much like very viral moments that come out of it. It won ten Emmys, hmm. including Best Limited uh, or Anthology Series, Best Supporting Actress, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, Best Supporting Actor, who plays the uh, main um, bellboy at the at the sh- at the hotel. So it's very uh, it's very sexy, it's very interesting, it's very uh, intriguing, and I think you guys would like it. You're well under your time limit. You only went a minute 15. I, yeah, I know. I, I, I was Sometimes trying to be your underneath. Pitches, well, <laughs> let, let me say this. It's a good pitch. Now. Oh, sorry. One more thing. New season comes out at the end of October. So new season is going to take place in Italy. Completely different cast, except for Jennifer Coolidge will still be there. Okay. So let's you and I look at each other. And okay. any questions you have, make sure to ask me. I got a couple. Okay. So I like that it's on HBO. I trust HBO. HBO is not putting out, um, you know, use Netflix as an example. It, it, 
they're they're really good at finding something that there's a chance I might be interested. I I trust in HBO. Good point. I think her setup of what it is, I don't know between you and I if this is specific to hey oh I'm gonna like this or and I think we kind of just fall on what's the storyline, what's the category, who's in it, do I recognize this person, do I not? But it's intriguing enough. Put it this way, I'll watch a trailer. Let me see if like the trailer can get me in as well. I'll go that far before I do anything. That that's not. I, I, you're right about the HBO component of it. They don't have a ton of stuff that's like bad, right? They have some stuff that doesn't quite land for me. But yeah. there's very few things that are bad. I have I have a couple of questions. How much is Alexandra Daddario in it? Is she a main character, mm-hmm. or does she just kind of pop up and go away? I think if she's on the call sheet, she's call number three. Okay, that's so she's pretty high up there. Okay. Um, same question, Connie Britton. Uh. Probably four, and they're um they're at a resort, so they're in their swimsuits often. I, that was my next question. Is I'm assuming this is set in Hawaii, so mm-hmm. there is some beach or pool scenery. Yes, lots of beach and pool time. Yeah, I think spent I'm, with these uh, lovely ladies. I think I'm in. I, I, I now I'm not saying that I'm going to go in for the whole. You said there's six. There's six are episodes. They half an hour or an hour. They are 57 minutes in total, yeah, uh, yeah. and you can do two tonight. Two Saturday, no. <laughs> two Sunday. If you if you really want to, they stop, it's, stop, it's stop, really stop. You're talking yourself out of this. Okay, that you, you're trying to talk me into six hours of one show in a week and it's not going to happen. <laughs> that this would that would that six hours of TV would take me six weeks. Or, okay. Yeah, one a week is kind of the way that I might consume that. But see, Alexander Daddario and Connie Britton. In Hawaii, yeah, it, it's it, so it, I got a little advice. HBO, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm intrigued. <laughs> I got a little advice. So Emily, this is a perfect example of you're in the middle of your timeshare pitch, <laughs> and Travis obviously balked at you know maybe there's a fee he was unaware of, yeah. And for him, it was the you have to cram it all in. So just know your audience on the right two hours on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. I think if you tell him, hey, take your time, no rush. We don't have another show for another week. You get me. Can you watch two episodes by the time we get to next Friday? I think that's going to give you a little bit of a taste of it. And if that's too much, just do one and see if it hooks you. I think that's got to be part of the pitch on the show. You're you're right about that. Let me tell you, it is a... It can be binged. It can also be digested one week at a time because I took it one week at a time when I watched it originally because that's what HBO does. It is once a week. And I loved it. Create conversations in between each week. Not a binger. That's... I'm not a binger. You know what she just did? You know know what she just did? She said, hey, you can buy buy two weeks a year. You can buy 12 weeks a year. That's up to you, buddy. That's up to you. Just do an adventure. Now, do you want another muffin? But let me ask you this. You're the sales guy. You're the sales guy, Sleep. Want some coffee and muffins here? You know sometimes when you miss on your pitch, and like you said the thing, you could just tell that the person went like, oof. Yeah, that's probably 94 of my pitches. 94% (laughs) of my pitches. That you just, you you miss it, and that whole, you could watch two today, tomorrow, and it's like, I can't can't get it out of my brain. Now Mm -hmm. I feel like there's this binge component of it. I think Connie and Alexandra will save you. I think that I'm going to come back. Taylor, are you interested? What's it called, Emily? Uh, the White Lotus. The White Lotus. Are you going to? Taylor's like, that? is there a discount for senior citizens on <laughs> yeah, HBO not Max? Not people <laughs> in it are there. Demographics in this now. I'm just um, to your point, Trav. I think the thing that she said that kind of turned me off is who done it. I don't find myself gravitating towards those kind of shows that often, but I, I like the theme music. Yeah, so the theme music was what was playing under my pitch. So mm, that um, yeah. and that was, uh, that was one of the more interesting parts of it. Slee. Yeah, you gonna wait for the trailer? Could if if I said to you, by the time you come back uh, here at nine fifty nine mm-hmm. on Monday morning, yep. will you have consumed an episode of White Lotus? This is not the weekend for it. It's oh, that's not. true. It's not. We've well, got weekend. a sixty two hour drive to San Diego. No, it's not away. the weekend. <laughs> you've got something a going on all day Saturday. Something going on all day Sunday. It's just, not the weekend. For put it on on your it. phone NFL when you drive to, to San be. Diego like you always do. <laughs> <laughs> you know where where you could get me on this one. This is as if. Like in the same uh, in the same pitch for a timeshare, if Lady Slee is next to me, you kind of start targeting. Okay, he's not as interested, but I might have Susan interested. She's paying attention. I'm no longer looking at him. I'm looking at Susan. And I think if she did her same pitch and Lady Slee is here, she would be like, "Hey, we let's let's watch an episode. Let's give this thing a shot." It's I would list more than male characters because they there are great male characters, but I'm pitching to you guys who are. Is are it males. glossy? Like like Succession is super glossy. Um, is it like that? 
I don't know what you mean by glossy. Like beautiful locations, Explain yourself, bro. really yes. beautifully shot. The lighting's really good. The costumes are really good. Yes. Like just super well done, glossy. Mm. Like you like you want to go live that life. Exactly. You want to go visit Hawaii after you watch this. Okay, because I do like that. I do like living vicariously through. You still haven't gotten to suggestion. I, I saw I saw almost the first season, but I listen. It's good enough, and it wins everything that I I should dedicate my some time to really. They do go that. to the most exotic, beautiful, wild places. For like helicopter Lake Como. Rides. Oh like, my gosh! Every place they go is just spectacularly beautiful. Um, I, I do kind of like the eye candy factor of it all, like scenery wise. Um, you know, it'd been awesome if she wise. said if she said when you got turned off by the two episodes a day. She's like, you know what? Freaking screw it. Watch it all by the end of today. <laughs> I, that's something I would do. Yeah, I, I, but that's... if anybody in this Travis and Sleepwood Show community, anybody listening, watches it this weekend, is engaged with it, make sure to tweet at me. I would love to hear what you guys think of the show. Or if maybe you they've it, seen you love it. it. If they have, they yeah, watch it. If you've yeah. seen it and you think that, that you know, the, our community, I think, has a pretty good grip on what <laughs> you and I are about. And maybe they, you know, Trav, yeah, you'd really like that. You need to check that out. Or Right now, Travis and that. I, his channel stuck on the Dodger channel. Mine stuck on the Laker <laughs> channel. And it just doesn't, we don't even use a remote. <laughs> I it, it happened again last night. So I I was watching the football game downstairs and watched the the, the little bit of the Dodger game. Watched the uh, Otani's n- near no hitter. Yeah. And once he gave up a hit, I'm like, nah, that's it for me. It's about yeah. nine. What are you gonna watch? Yeah, it's and over. So I go upstairs and I turn on the TV <laughs> just to kind of you know before I fall asleep. Caught the last part it's of the Dodger on there. game. It was already there. Like it's exactly where I left it. It's a wonderful feeling. It really is. And it was at live baseball, which makes it. I think that you're the only better. person that they they keep on putting Fernando Mania on the Dodger channel just for Travis Rogers. I think you there, keep their, so their numbers up. There's another show on there that's really climbing. There's all there's the Lasorda Chronicles, which is really good. And there's also I forget the name of it, but it's it's a, a multi part series about the 1988 season. Yeah. That of course ends with the Kirk Gibson home run that I've seen multiple because times. those. Those channels are just dedicated to one team. I'm surprised you're not walking here. So, uh, did you see the Raul Mondesi documentary? There's just it's full. If there was one, I'd watch. I know it. you would. <laughs> I, I know would you would. I want a lot. There's more a 14 the part series on Eric Caros. Done. It starts with him in Grew up Little in San League. Diego. Went to UCLA. Rookie of the year for the Dodgers. Spent a long time here. I believe is the all-time Dodger leader in home runs. I still, I still think that that's true. And then he went to play in Chicago and Oakland. And it was a joke. Yeah, it was just a joke. The but see, I, I, this is how much I care. I have all these random facts stuffed a into this brain. Fourteen-part series. Yeah. Part one. And that he would watch Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, that's interesting to me. <laughs> that, you know, that, that's interesting the to Dario me. Daddario is interesting to you. She is, but it, look, unless it's a, the Alexander Daddario um, documentary, if that's a 14 I like series, I like I'm the in set that. in Hawaii, and I like the set in uh, in Italy. I think Sicily is what I read. Well, when you had 90210 went mm-hmm. to Hawaii, you had Saved by the Bell went to Hawaii, the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii. Everybody goes to Hawaii. You just got to change it up a little it's bit. A, remember when Greg got the Tiki and wiped out on the surfboard and they thought it was bad luck. There's a, there, then Vincent, by the way, can we talk about this for a second? Vincent Price kidnapped the three Brady boys, had them <laughs> tied up in a cave in Honolulu, in Hawaii, and then the next scene is them all having a luau together. Like, I, I, I got to get over it. If someone kidnapped my children yep. and tied them up in a cave in Hawaii, Having poi and Kahlua pork in a few hours would not be in the top. Or of my it might list. be the only way that things get um, things get better. Let's put it that way. It's a different sounds, time. Different time. Vincent, sounds like Taylor's vacation. He, he needs to. He needs to go to prison. He kidnapped three children. Not hey, take things too serious. We're, we're going to the we're going to the, the the luau at the Hilton Hawaiian Village. <laughs> would you like to join us? <laughs> I mean, it just seems like a missed opportunity by Mr. Brady to call the authorities right there. And by the way, why didn't they call the police? Like, the children have been abducted, and they just go, well, we better walk through the jungle looking for them. There's, there's a lot of plot holes in it's the Brady It's not based bunch. off a true story. Yeah, but it's, it's on TV, and I was eight. I thought this is how things work. It's a lesson okay. in forgiveness. <laughs> I guess so. I have a tweet uh, from Big E. He says, uh, this is directed to Ask Smitty. So, Ask Smitty, old man with a walker was at the crosswalk. Going so slow, the light turns green. Does Smitty honk the horn to hurry the old man up? Or does he hit the gas and say to the old man, old man had a long life. <laughs> I'm getting out of my truck and I'm going to go help him out. Good. Across the street. Great. Great. I Great job, actually Smitty. believe that to be true. Yeah. He sticks his head out the window. Let's go. Move it. Do it. Got places to be. You lazy bum. He, 
get your ass in gear. Get across that street. I got places to go. I got things to do. Dodgers experimenting a little bit with their pitching rotation yesterday. And Slee, kind of like it. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. So a lot of people are back in Emily's pitch. That, oh, really? Yep, yep. They're okay. saying that uh, they think it's a show that we would both very much like, that mm-hmm. it looks great, that it's funny, that it's sexy, that it, it looks great. So I, I think I, I think I'm going to give it a run. Six episodes, by the way, is nothing crazy. No. Six episodes, an hour an episode. That's okay. 40 minutes feels it w- like It's going to take me, I won't be, let's just say by next Friday, it's not like I'm going to be caught up on this thing, but. Coach writes, White Lotus is incredible, and there may not be a better character on TV. The uh, the Armand Hotel Manager, highly recommend. Um, see, there you go. So we got some we got some success there. Do you see how the Dodgers did their pitching last night, Slee? Yeah. So Gratterall opens, um, I, I think just more than anything, to get him a little bit of work, yep. right? Um, just make sure he gets in the game mm-hmm. so you're not waiting for the right situation. Um, and then they brought in Andrew Heaney for innings two through four, right? Um, maybe it's two through five. Um, it's his first relief appearance of the season for the Dodgers. I don't think that that's a coincidence. No, there's, there's definitely yeah. this is, hey, can we use him in the postseason they, like they this? Start getting comfortable in this mm-hmm. role. I would not be surprised if you see and, – and by the way, the way that they used him too. So we're going to bring you in in the second inning, and then we're going to um, – I need they, they need him to figure out how to get ready without knowing exactly when it's going to be time for him to go into the game. Like, what is the preparation through it? Because if you're the starting pitcher, which he has been for the Dodgers all season long, mm-hmm. game starts at 7.05. That means I you know, start stretching at 6.15. It means yep. that I start throwing at 6.40. That you just It's very, very regimented as a starting pitcher. Whereas with a relief pitcher, I don't know exactly where I'm going to go in. But the mm-hmm. role that he'll have on that team probably is – Hey, listen, Tony Gonsolin's in trouble in the second inning. We need you to go right now. Yeah. And that, and, and you just got to get that muscle memory built. So by the time it happens on October 11th, first game, there's some familiarity with it. Look, there's um, if you're Andrew Heaney, you came kind of a, another opportunity here with the Dodgers. You got a chance to win a World Series. You're not Julio. You're not Tyler Anderson. You're not Kershaw. You're not Walker Bueller. You're not Gonsolin. Mm-hmm. And maybe we didn't have that same feeling about Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson before the year started. Do now. But they have, you know, certainly done their, done what they're supposed to do. How can I help? I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, been in the league long enough. I'm a veteran that if you need me to start, I'm going to be ready to start. But if the Los Angeles Dodgers can use me, Andrew Heaney, in this type of role, I'll be ready for it. So for him, that's got to be incredibly exciting too. How can I help win a World Series? If you need me to come in to take care, help out with another one of these starting pitchers, then I'll be ready. This is exclusively a question because of his health. It has nothing to do with performance because his performance has been exemplary. Would you not rather have Andrew Heaney start and have Tony Gonsolin be the guy that you go to in, in, in a pinch? Because, look, I know he pitched the other day in the minor leagues, and I know mm-hmm. that they're starting to build him back up. But if you, and here's why I ask Dave Roberts, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, Emily, I, I don't remember the quote exactly, but I think he said that best case scenario, by the time the playoffs start, 
Tony Gonsolin's going to be stretched out to four innings. I yeah, think is what no, they that said, is that right? is what he said. Okay, so that means that if I start Tony Gonsolin, I know I got to cover at least five innings of bullpen work in, in that particular game. In a best case scenario, Gonsolin pitches well and he gets you through four innings. Yep, I still got to cover five innings. Yep. The best case scenario with Andrew Heaney is he pitches six or seven, mm-hmm. and now I only have to get through three innings of bullpen. I know the Dodger bullpen's been really good, but. Wouldn't you rather have to manage fewer innings with that bullpen than more? And, and if Heaney gets in trouble, you can still go to Gonsolin in this mm-hmm. situation. You can still use him to get you through innings two through six if you need to do it. It just seems that you give yourself more margin of error having Heaney start and Gonsolin be the first guy up in the event of a, of a short outing. They used seven pitchers yesterday. And you know how we keep con- kind of continue saying, well, they got nothing to play for. They're still figuring some stuff out. It was just... How long ago was it? A week ago where they announced Kimbrell's no longer the closer, mm-hmm. right? So yesterday was a good example to hit on what you just did. Um, it's a good example of what you might see in a playoff game if they're using Gonsolin or Heaney. And you seven pitchers, and you didn't go – it's not like the game was 11-10. to 10. It was a 5-2 game. They gave up two runs in the first inning, and that was it. Padres team that needs wins to try to make the playoffs and everything else. I thought I thought it was uh, interesting to see, and you might probably see more of that against the Rockies, too. I just want to make it – I want to have as few moving parts as possible. If mm-hmm. i got to use seven, I'll use seven. I, I, I get it, and there will be a game where they probably do because that's how the playoffs go, where one guy gets hurt, one guy gets bombed out. It, it's, it's inevitable. You're playing against good teams. But if you're telling me – you can have a guy that you know max is going to go four, or you have another guy that the max it may be six or seven. I'm going to take my shot with it. And it's not like Heaney's been pitching poorly. His ERA is like two point eight. Yeah, he's their sixth best starting pitcher, mm-hmm. and his ERA is two point eight. It just it feels like it gives you a little bit more of a cushion. And they used um, Kimbrel in the middle of the game yesterday. Yeah. Pit one inning, clean, no runs, you know, no walks. Was pretty good along the way. Why do I have this feeling that? Craig Kimbrell's going to have to get somebody out in a big situation for the Dodgers. It may not be in the ninth inning, but I just don't feel like we're done seeing him in a moment where, hey, this the the game is kind of on the line right here, hmm. and he's the guy on the rubber. You think they go to him in a in a seventh inning situation where there's a couple guys on? No, I don't I, either. I, I think what they do is they go to him in the sixth inning. Nobody's on. There you go. Yeah, there you go. It's and he gets them in a the jam, and it's, now it's high leverage. It's two to nothing. Yeah. Dodgers are ahead two to nothing. It's mm-hmm. the sixth inning, and you go to him, and all of a sudden there are two guys on and only one out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who they're going to play in the first. Let's say they're playing the the Braves, mm-hmm. and here comes um, Riley, right, yep. the yep. most dangerous guy here, mm-hmm. or Acuna. And you're thinking, okay, the the game is going to either we're going to if we get this guy out, we're in a great spot, yep. and if we don't, mm-hmm. game's tied. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna have one of those. You, can I tell you something? The way you just set that up, I think they take the ball from them. Do you really? Yeah, I do. They have so many dependable guys in that bullpen that if he did get the ball in a 2 nothing game against the Atlanta Braves and now there's guys on first and second with one out, I think they take the ball from him. I mean, just think about some of the different dudes they can go to that you, you just feel a certain way so much better than Kimbrell in that spot. I would look at that situation. I actually wouldn't blame it on Kimbrell. I'd blame it on Dave Roberts. Dave, you've seen enough of this. You've seen enough of these predicament situations. It's not like Kimbrel came into that. Kimbrel caused that. So what would make you think okay. based on other so, courts of the season? Okay. You know what? And you, you make up a, a good point. Then why have him on the roster at all? Right? Are you just Is he literally one base runner away from being taken out of the game at all times or two? Because if, if you literally are – because tell me if this is wrong. Yeah. I don't know if there's anybody else that's living on that razor's edge. Where if Bruce Dark Gratterall gives up two in the same situation, they're not taking him out of the game. If it's Vezia, they're not taking him out of the game. Ferguson, probably not. That if, if you have a guy that is literally one one runner or maybe two runners away from it's a then, fair question. then why have him it's on a there? Fair at question. All? I and I don't have that answer for you, but it's a fair question. I just know that you have a certain feeling about Kimbrell that you do with Vezia or Evan Phillips or, you know, go down the list of some of these guys in the bullpen, it's a completely different feeling. Especially if Kimbrell comes into a situation where they do have a two run lead. Now if you're up five to nothing, that's okay. That's all right. You you, you go ahead and maybe give him one more at bat to see what you do with it. It's five to three. <laughs> <laughs> give by, him one more. By the five way. Five to three. All right. I'm gonna, go get him let, right me th- now. let me throw this your way. Because I don't think we actually really spent that much time on it. And now that the season is almost done, really what you're doing is just kind of paying attention to some of the other games. 
Raider Rubin throws out, big series starting tonight in Atlanta. Yep. Who would you rather see in a short five-game series in the NLDS, Braves or Mets? Because I think the Braves need the bye and need the need to face the Dodgers in the NLCS. Um, I don't know what that means. I think what he's saying is... Uh, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> put it this way. If Braves, Braves, Mets, I want to say they're separated by a game, you get to right. pick right now. Who do you want to have that bye? And whoever doesn't have that bye, you would technically face them if they beat the Padres or the Brewers or the Phillies. I, I think that... I'm, I'm going to change the question just a little bit. The, the team I would like to face less early, right? You're going to have to play both of them, it looks like. Mm -hmm. The team that I would rather face less is More dangerous Braves. in a five-game set is the Atlanta Braves to I, you? I believe so because... They're much, much better offensively than the Mets are, right? And, and the pitching, while they don't have Scherzer and DeGrom, their top-end guys are really good, sure. right? Freed and, and, and behind him, whether it's uh, you know Charlie Morton or the Spencer Strider or any of these other guys that they have that are, are back there, they're really good pitchers. But the, the Mets' offense is mediocre. Yep. Like they, they have a, a couple of guys that are pretty dangerous, but they don't have six or seven. The Braves' offense is really, really dangerous. And the Dodger pitching is so good, but the Dodger offense is what makes them just relentless. It's because one through eight, really, you're going to have to make good pitches to get guys out. The Braves are more like that than the Mets are. So Braves, you're saying, more dangerous in a five-game set? I think, I think Braves are actually... Dangerous, period. Okay, because that's the argument. The, the question is, you're in a five-game set. Let, let me set up the Mets for you real quick. Okay. Let's say they win their wild card series in two games. The Mets. The Mets do. So they use DeGrom and they use Scherzer. Okay? Now you face the Mets. And only two days, I want to say, goes by. Mm -hmm. You're in a five-game set. You're probably now only facing DeGrom and Scherzer once each. Just based off of they just pitched. And then they got out of whatever series they are. Now they're in a middle of a series with the Dodgers. I don't know if you're going to see them again in that five-game set. You'd I don't get think Taiwan you'd... Walker. You'd get Chris Bassett and probably DeGrom. I would rather face – I'd rather face the Mets in that five – let the Braves go ahead and win the division. I'd rather face the Mets in that five-game set based on they're so dependent sure. on those two pitchers. Yeah. Because the Braves are so dangerous – that in a five or seven game set, that's going to be a dogfight. But I don't know if they're as dependent on their two guys the way the Mets are. I'm really hoping that the 162 game season that's just about to wrap up is representative of what we get in the playoffs. It does, it, sometimes it is. Sometimes that team that's just so yeah. much better than everybody else. Red Sox, should, the year that the, uh, the Red Sox, the Yankees, when they mm -hmm. won three in a row or whatever, they, they just they, we're a lot better than everybody else, and and we're going to go show it. It goes that way every once in a while. The 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 baseball stuff that just happens occasionally, the Dodgers are due to be on the right side of that for a change. They're due to be on the right side of you know what the best team is just the best team. They won 111 games for a mm -hmm. reason. They won 111 games without a closer. They won 111 games without their air quotes best pitcher really doing anything. Their ace, the guy that started the season. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and that you know what they they've done it with the but Andrew you know, and Gonsolins of the world. And why wouldn't it continue into the postseason? If I'd have told you that before the season started, okay, Bueller's going to be out for pretty much the entire season. Blake Trinan out for pretty much the entire season. Sure, right. Um, Kershaw in and out of the lineup. Heaney in and out of the lineup. Kimbrell struggling. Kimbrell struggling. Bellinger the same as he's always been. If I'd have just if I'd have set it up that way for you, what would you have said? Okay, the season hasn't started yet. Yeah. What would you have said? Dodgers win the division, but they don't win 110 games. Okay, so let's say you know what, Al, they're going to get win no question about it. 95 to 98 games. They're yeah. going to win somewhere around there. Yeah. What you would not have, and this is what I think should give a lot of optimism to Dodger fans, Bueller didn't just go out. Blake Trinan didn't just go out. Cody Bellinger didn't just get in a slump. Craig Kimbrell didn't just start struggling in September. As in, you have not had to depend on any of those players. You're 108 wins at the moment because of everyone that's already on your roster other than Tony Gonsolin. The roster that they're going to take into the postseason that won 110 games is the same roster that won 110 games, minus Gonsolin. There's, there's and no he difference. may be there, just and not, he's not pitching seven innings. Look, I, last thought before we go to the dump, mm -hmm. he's going to be different. Just, just prepare yourself. And if he's not great, awesome. 
He's going to be you, – you don't miss – what are we going on, five, six weeks? Yeah. You don't miss five or six weeks and pick up right where you left off. It doesn't work like that. Especially when you're just walking into the postseason. It, right, against really, really yeah. good teams with tons of pressure. If you can get four or five innings from him, take it and run. It, it, you do not pick up where you left off. The dump is next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Should I just start talking, Emily? Is that what we should do right now? It's time for everything we haven't gotten to today. There we go. Yes, it's time for the dump. All right, we, so we had a little, uh, not trivia. Oh, yeah, it was. It was in Factor Cap. Emily played the, uh, the Will They, Won't They for Sam and Diane. Cheers came out on this day in 1982. Just a little before your time, right, Slee? Is that why or you just didn't like it? Born '82, so yeah. none of that. Uh, Not even I don't know if it lived on Nick or Nick at night or any of those sorts of things. So the the by the by the way that was kind of I had my golden era of TV of stuff yeah. that I would go back to when I'm between eight and fifteen years old or whatever it is. So it just never caught with me. The one that actually I never watched until college was Seinfeld. Really, never watched. Yeah. Like never paid any attention. I had a buddy of mine that would always. You know, in college, he would be like, it's the best show. It's this. And I'm like, okay, let's put it on the background. And then I started watching it then. My 16-year-old has discovered it on Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. And he's like, this is really funny. I'm like, yeah, it's only the greatest television sitcom of but, all time. But, yes, it's, it's, but it's very funny. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't think it's uncommon when it's such a gap in age Sure. Or it's so far beyond. Like I, I, using Cheers as an example, I never went back and watched Cheers. I just never did. It Seinfeld, you can go back and watch it, and it's still and it's really, on all really the time. funny. It's, it's on, on everywhere. All the time. Cheers feels of its time. It's mm-hmm. very eighties and early nineties. So I watch. I went I back and watched it on Netflix. I my sister and I would watch it after we got home from school in high school. We'd watch two or three episodes. I really enjoyed it, but it was also like I was in high school. I don't know if me as a 26-year-old would also like it, it now. It's a little dated, but I, I absolutely love it. Have it's, you it's gone back and watched favorite. Murder, She Wrote? <laughs> I've watched a handful of episodes. Why yeah. did everywhere that old lady go, somebody end up getting strangled? Like she, she'd go to the grocery the store, <laughs> and the next thing you know, the, yeah. there's somebody in the produce section that's strangled to death. It's like Angela. Chill There's out. just caution tape around the tomatoes, <laughs> the chalk spinach. outline, right next to the bananas. You're just walking around. Just excuse me, grabbing some parsley here. So, um, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel said that Tua sat next to him on the plane home back to Miami last night. They mm-hmm. talked about how he was feeling for a few minutes, and then Tua pulled out his phone to watch MacGruber, and they were laughing together. That, according to uh, the head coach uh, Mike McDaniel. Um, yeah, right. I mean, look. It, it, Actually, it bothers me to read that. It, it, it's the, the the reporting last night. The reporting this morning is he's not paralyzed. He can move his extremities. He's he's traveled home with the team. You know what? Nobody's saying that he's not deeply, deeply injured. Mm-hmm. That he's not severely concussed and may have had a life altering incident on the field last night. I hope he didn't. But it. That was so hard to well, watch. Well, d- let's not do this. Let's not see that. Let's not watch it. Let's not live it twice in four days. And then everyone, man, he's in he's in great spirits. No, everything is all good. You know what? We were actually on the plane together. He cracked a joke. I couldn't stop laughing. For five minutes, I stopped laughing. Don't play that BS. It, it was... Like nobody, there's a time and a place. Nobody's looking for that. I think what more people are looking for is... Were you guys irresponsible in these last four days? And the answer is yes, you were irresponsible. You know what I mean? That that quote, What's just reading it bothers me. Weren't? I just have this vision in my head 
and this was since yesterday, and then, of course, on Twitter, it's always there. I have him laying down. First, I have the hit, which you and I, about half hour ago, were sitting here talking. I see you grimace because you're looking at one of the yeah. TVs where they're showing the replays, and you have the vision of him just standing there. Seizing up. He had frozen. a neurological insult to I mean, to his brain. I it don't was, need to hear. He's watching you, whatever on his Honestly, phone. it was one of it, – It's. I, I don't want to get into whether the NFL cares about its players or not. I think we got a pretty good indication of what the answer to that is last night. But this, hey, we did everything we could. Come on, man. Come on. I, I mean, it's the worst possible outcome for the NFL where player gets hurt on a Sunday. Clearly, he has some sort of concussion issue going on yeah. where his legs just stop working. Mm -hmm. And then four days later, he has to be carted off the field because he got hit in the head again. He's on the and ground for 10 seized. minutes. It was it was yeah. terrible. And, and by the way, okay. by the way, whatever a player says in that situation – it doesn't matter. Did you doesn't watch halftime? Did you did you guys see Ryan Fitzpatrick at halftime? Mm -mm. He was badly shaken up. He was he was emotional and and really deeply upset about mm. what he and why why wouldn't he be? I mean it's it, it was it was it was really really tough to watch. Um, not only did Cheers debut on this day, but uh, in 1991 the Jerry Springer Show debuted this day as well. You I have a I'm going to take a stab. Yeah, you were Jerry Springer guy. At some point in your life. Maybe not for years, but you had a moment where Jerry was on on your TV on a regular basis. 14 years straight. Didn't miss an episode. <laughs> Did you watch it? It is not your kid. Wait, that was goes Maury. crazy. I think Maury was the not your kid. Oh, really? I think so. <laughs> I think I think Maury was the... Uh, they all and had you it. are not the father. I think that... You, you might be right, by the way. By, by the way. You might have all done by it. By the way, you to... You are not... <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> the way they set that up is like literally it's like a game show you know and you are the winner no 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 and you are not the father <laughs> let's effing go get, get that ready to play again taylor because here here's the thing when how is that set up like that when you find out that the person that you love is, a, is gonna have your child it's an indescribable feeling of joy and anticipation of love we, we're going to make another person. And you think, honey, I'm pregnant, and we're going to have this baby. This reaction when you find out that your lover is not pregnant is more unusual. You are not. I told you. I mean, You know what that is? That really makes me think of like uh, you're at a college football game, and – Something just happened, and your squad ended up winning 28-24, and your response is, let's effing go. I told you, telling your friend who was pessimistic about the game. I love it. Instead, love it. it was, I think, Jerry Springer. So it's closely. It's okay. not a done deal. The Seattle Mariners have a magic number of one to clinch a wild card spot in the American League. Um, it'd be their first playoff appearance since 116-win season way back in 2001. I don't know if you know this or not. The Seattle Mariners, if you take the NBA, yeah. Major League Baseball, mm -hmm. the NFL, and the National Hockey League, the four major sports in this okay. league, that organization has gone the longest without a playoff appearance, and they can get it done today. They make the Padres look like the 98 Yankees. They make the Sacramento Kings look like the Yankees. Right? The, 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 the oh, Kings should not be the today. answer Don't to do that today. Don't do that today. <laughs> that, but how about that? Since 2001, they have not made... The, the you, okay, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Sacramento do, Kings. Do you make the root? Playoffs. Do you root for stories like this? Like I like this. I I, yeah. I I find myself. I have no affiliation, nor do I care about the Mariners. I want to see them get in the playoffs. Or are you the one that's like, ah, eh, screw it. I don't care. No, because I think they're good, and I think that they've gone about becoming a good team the right way. I think that they've become a good team by making some pretty shrewd acquisitions, like uh, Castillo at the deadline, and they developed unbelievable talents like Julio Rodriguez. That's how you're supposed to go about yeah. doing this, not letting Mike Trout and Shohei Otani rot on your team. Damn, when you put it that way. Rot. Right? I mean, yeah, is, is that not the right word for what it is? Rot. Are they not rotting, Mace? <laughs> they like are. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, give Rotting me... is a rough way to put it, but yeah, yeah. I think it's fair. It's I mean, like a, you come home, grocery store, you bought some, some type of protein. strawberry in the basket? No, it's rotten. like... It's got that little the fuzz on it? <laughs> yeah, that's never a good moment. It's like a little chicken sitting out for four days. Yes. Little super crosstalk. <laughs> Is it is it that cold in here? Oh, I just saw a penguin. 
No, it's, I've it's been, so friggin' cold. Maybe I'm going through menopause or something, because I've been like having hot flashes all really? day. Yeah. Well, menopause, that would they call that. Menopause. Is, there, is that a thing? Yeah, no. Maybe, maybe, I'll take that it. Maybe it starts that would here. explain yesterday's McVeigh interview. Oh, yeah. I'm going, I've been losing my mind. Froze it. Having brain frog. Bad the case whole thing of menopause. You know, I, I heard you like breaking it down at, at the top of last hour. It was hour like a post game. You, yeah, the yeah, post game about, of it. How you did it. The thing that, that jumped out to me about it now that I've heard it again is... <laughs> After you had wrecked the car, yes. like the car has been careening over the side. It's exploded. Right. Um, then for some reason, he went you back stepped on the yeah, gas he went, again. He went back, again. He went back like to he it. Went for, you tried you, to you added it. literally <laughs> fuel to the fire. Well, John, and he didn't know whether he was asking a question or whether he was just saying something. I, so McVeigh already and said, McVeigh I don't know what was, that means. You, you explain, which as you pointed out, Trav, is like the worst when you have to explain I, a joke. It was. So you explain, oh, it was, it was about your soup commercials. <laughs> And McVeigh goes, oh. You mean this? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're, you, you've officially lost control of this thing. Yep. And then he goes, oh, and you go, it's about your soup commercials. So, and he says, well, I, I'll just say it's a Campbell's day. Yeah. So there, he gave you the offer. Right, that's it. And now you, you come back, back with, so it gets like that, huh? Let me to get him to let, re-engage. Let me, let me put it to you this way. Do you think that at any point I wasn't completely panicking after the first? I have no idea. Wait, but you were I out. I, I understand that. I know that he gave me a very gracious off ramp. I was panicking. I was I was completely out of my mind. I didn't know what so, to do. It reminds me of the time you asked me yesterday what like the most embarrassing moments are, and you can find this, uh, Taylor. But I don't know if you'll have time to beep it. If you type into YouTube simply "Shaq swears," okay, this was. On a Super Bowl Sunday, I'm in Toronto, and it's this like really hard fought game between Do you remember this? the Lakers this and great. the Raptors, and mm. they are letting the refs are letting them play, and they're Vince Carter goes flying down the lane and Shaq floors him, no whistle. Kobe goes back down the other end, gets hammered, no whistle. So it's 84-83, and. Toronto tries to go to the basket again, and Shaq just blocks, like Shrek, blocks the rim, no whistle, game over. And so in those scenarios, I was a sideline reporter at the time. In those scenarios, you can, I got to deal with John Black, who was the PR director. If we win, um, you can take him. Like, okay. Like walk up to him and grab him and talk to him. If we lose, no interview. Okay. You only get the players if they win. So, all right, Trav, you've got it? Yeah, I think so. Taylor, right, now, good? No, wait, wait, or yeah. Taylor do, do you know if it's beeped? It is beeped. Okay, so here's what happened next. I know you were frustrated at how the officiating went, uh, officiating went down the stretch there, but you guys pulled it out and it was a big win. Davis Turner wonder why the league is losing money. That's why. People pay good money to come watch his athletes play, and they try to take over the game. Shaq, we're on live. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So that, that's all I need. I know. When he said, when he said, try and take over the effing game and said the f word, that in my mind was a million dollars. Yeah. Okay, because we're not on delay, and it's a million dollars, and I'm like, wow. I just cost my station a million dollars, and I should have immediately pivoted and gone to Cam Acres. <laughs> Any, anything. Okay. Instead, I say. Shaq, we're on live, and he says, I don't give a blank. Another million dollars. Right? You pulled and I did. Well, good. Thank you. Put your foot out of the gas. Thank yeah, you. I, I was out. He, I, he, I, I could have pivoted, and I, I got. By Look, the way, guys. Shaq got suspended for the next game. Cost did he really him, cost himself like. Well, he talked about David Stern. Yeah, and it cost him something like a one game since he was making so much money. A one-game suspension cost him like three hundred grand. So I go back to the plane after the announcement happens, and uh, I feel terrible because I've cost Shaq three hundred thousand dollars. I go, "Hey man, I just want to apologize." He goes, "Don't apologize. I'm not apologizing. F them." (laughs) John Black hears that and goes, "How stupid is this guy?" (laughs) And John types out a verbatim apology for for Shaq, and he says. Not only are you going to apologize, you're going to let me issue this statement. And that's going to keep you from getting suspended for another game. (laughs) If you say out loud what you just said to Ireland, they're just going to throw the book at you. What's wrong with you? Don't you know how this game is played? And Shaq goes, I'm not signing off on that statement. I'm I'm not apologizing. Blah, blah, blah. And he looks at Phil Phil Jackson. John looks at Phil Jackson. And Phil looks at Shaq like, 
<laughs> Didn't even say anything. Jack goes, okay. <laughs> I, really? We're going to get in a fight over this? You, you said something interesting, and I hope that this is true. Mm-hmm. That I hope that you went Cam Akers is now the new terminology <laughs> for just completely That's abort mission. Abort and mission. going in a totally... Just, no, I'm just going to go Cam Akers and ask the and most benign Trump, question in the world. I don't care if anyone understands it except us. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, Even be, better, quite yeah, frankly. I'll, I'll be telling a story in public, and I'll go, then I went Cam Akers and blah, blah, blah. And nobody will know except you. It'll be great. Not a bad way to do it. I that. actually like what Sliwa said yesterday when you were in class with a substitute teacher. And you guys would just yell popcorn. But okay, do, do you know what that is? The popcorn you no. just go randomly. <laughs> yeah, the, the popcorn. Describe the popcorn. So popcorn. I'm assuming the description of this is because <laughs> used to read back in the day, and when you're done with your part, yes. you say popcorn, which I guess indicates okay, now we're somebody else throwing it to somebody yeah. else. And it was such a stupid jack. I don't know why we felt like we were we were all of a sudden. Like we were in jail and we were released when a when a uh, when a substitute teacher would come in. That's how how it is for everybody. And you took such advantage of it, and the teacher is so confused what's going. They probably don't even know what popcorn is. Yeah, and and we're lobbing that thing around, literally lobbing that thing around, throwing it around. Made zero sense at all. So, and it still probably makes zero sense right now. Did you guys hear that Taylor hates old people? Oh, really? really? Yeah, he he's against the old. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. Why do you hate the elderly so much? They get discounts. Like you know, my mom just, is my just, mom is uh, eighty-one. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's, mine's mom. eighty-three. Don't Taylor. have them go to a movie I'll with Taylor. I'll make sure not to bring her around. <laughs> Mid seventies. I, I mean. just questioned why senior discounts are a thing. You know, yeah, I just, he's like I just never Emily told a really story about going that. to see a movie yesterday. Yes, and and she was she ordered online, and there was an opportunity for her to maybe take the child or senior discount. She said it's bad karma. I'm just going to pay the the going rate. And Taylor, like, why do seniors get a discount anyway? Why do seniors get a discount? It's because <laughs> they're about seniors. to they're about on, to leave us. This they're is like, on a fixed so income. They're a on the times. green mile. <laughs> well, there's a lot of senior millionaires too. Right, well, sure, maybe. Well, you don't. You don't. He have, took the one percent of the one percent. Yeah, no, I mean Warren Buffett doesn't necessarily get the senior discount. <laughs> I don't know. But, I think he's getting ten percent off his right aid cone. But my mom and not stepdad Leo will take advantage of that well, discount. Well, sure. I mean they've earned it. You knock around. So it's a lifetime achievement award. Okay, I now, don't bring your parents around. So Taylor. senior discount is actually fifty-five plus. Okay. So we are hey, eligible for it. Bring it on! But <laughs> I go. never take it. Why not? Uh, it gets in his head. Vanity is in my that. head. Yeah, no, he thinks so he's a millennial, so it gets in his head. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not a senior discount. Can't you guy. just take your extra six bucks? Wait, and if you and moving? I go, if you and I go together, like well, last movie we saw, we went together. Can I get your discount and my discount? <laughs> yeah, take them both. <laughs> yeah, Double yeah, dip. Four, four dollars off. Because yeah. I'm older than you, but I look younger than you, so I can. That's uh, bull. Uh, oh, what do you think? I think you're right. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, it's because your hair. Yeah, you have great hair. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, but I mean, I I think my hair is cool. I I didn't see a well, bad hair. You never I let said us you had see it. Great You're always hair. wearing a hat. I got no great hair. Mace, what, have, me? what have I told? I, I've told you you have great hair. Yeah. I have said that on the air. It's but, silver, but it's silver. It gives gray. away your age. It White. makes you look older than John. Who does not have great hair. And he's dressing up more, so I think that will make that him plays look into it too. I dressed up yesterday. What did you have on yesterday? <laughs> no, oh, you're, no, a, yesterday, manager. you're, you're a manager. You're a manager. Dave Roberts. No, 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 tell me if this isn't true. <laughs> yesterday, he looked like a baseball coach. Today, today, he looks like a football ball boy. You know, like the guy who runs out onto the field <laughs> the, to pick the up the tee. You know, like after Matt, Matt Gay kicks off, yeah. like you see some guy run out onto the field and grab the tee. Is Mason not dressed you exactly? should have cut off. You should have cut off your long sleeves that, there. Or he, Belichick or action. special team's coach. You know, the special team coach is on side. The special wearing teams a hoodie. always a little dumpy. No, yeah, wearing right? a hoodie, throwing his hat when they fumble the kickoff. Oh, I, I saw that uh, pinned to the yeah, wall it's over up here. Yeah, yesterday. it's on the wall over yeah, there. I yeah, saw, I didn't. Okay, now Put I understand me in, the coach. I'm ready to play. Yeah, that, that feels like a uh, like a movie where the radio host in town is looking for some volunteer oh, I, work, I, no. and he takes over the local Little League. I yes. told him he should change his name to Buttermaker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, six pack of Schlitz on ice right. in the dugout. Schlitz, <laughs> you should do it. Remember, I had, think that was Buttermaker's brand. He had, brand. He had, he had Tatum O'Neill when she threw too many yeah. pitches, put her elbow into his beer cooler. That could be Mason. Yeah, you should. Have you ever? You should do it. Do yeah, Tom yeah, Hanks a league of their own. 
Yeah, there's yeah. got to be a little league down in Venice that you could volunteer at. Sure. Yeah, no. I, I'm not good with kids. No? No. You've got kids. Ireland, you've got a kid. I'm, I'm just not good with kids. Well, I like kids when they get to be about 13 so, and they, have so a, apparently uh, they can have a conversation. What we've discovered today is don't bring the old people around oh, Taylor so or the kids around Mason. Around. We're talking they like gotta, you 15 gotta be, to 45. Yeah, you got to be in a window spot. with Taylor and Mason. There yeah, I hate when I get invited to a kid party. Like oh, a party no, where there are kids, and it's like, no, I don't want to go wrong. to the kid party. You're not party. wrong about that. Those are the worst. Kid parties are Those, terrible. Even as somebody who has thrown kid parties, yeah. attended kid parties, they're, they're terrible. The worst. Because they bring in the thing that I like least in the world. Forced, forced socialization <laughs> with people that oh, yeah. I don't forced really know all that Socialization, Oh, here's yeah. Pete from you know the, kin- the uh, kinder care class, and here's his dad, Mr. and Mrs. Pete. Hey, how you doing? So you don't, you're like Ireland. You don't want any new friends. I've got a lot of friends. Right, but you don't you know, want well, any new Yeah, but John's my, friendly. You're not Trav, here's my rule. Here's my rule. <laughs> if you're not we're my, full. If, we're currently if, full. If you're not in my phone already, I've maxed out of space. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. We don't, can, we can don't slide need, one in Don't need any more people. Have you guys seen uh, White Lotus? Yeah. HBO? Oh, you have? Oh, it's so good. Is it good? We, I, we, Emily I, was giving her pitch to us today. Every Friday, she's going to. Emily is she the streams number everything. one TV consumer. Yeah, she streams everything. Yeah, she she does watch everything. a lot. She so I everything. root for White Lotus, but I've never seen it. The guy who invented it used to live across the street from me, Mike, Mike White. Mike White, okay. yeah. Yeah, when I lived in the Hollywood Hills, he lived in the house across. He's a brilliant guy. If you've not seen it, it's fantastic. Really? It's short. It's not, it's not a long six episodes. Many, six episodes. The cast is unbelievable. This guy named Murray Bartlett uh, plays the manager of the hotel. Fantastic. Jennifer Coolidge, unbelievably funny. Uh, and it just makes rich people look like D-bags. That's the thing <laughs> More I or less like D-baggy than in Succession. Uh, That's evil No, but in succession I kind of want to be in that family Oh, for sure You know, in, <laughs> yeah, in, White, yeah. in White Lotus There's evil, right? Is it uh, M? There's no. evil involved? They're just um, They're memeable They are satire They're like they're, You don't root for them at all, right? Maybe? See, right. I find it's my- like rich guys, rich people who want everything to be perfect for them, hmm. and when it's not at this resort, uh, they, they just raise you know. all kinds of hell. Yeah. What yeah. does Alexandra Daddario play in this in this thing? <laughs> Emily, go ahead. Uh, so she is a new wife to uh, the guy who plays Tuna from The Office. Do you guys remember him from Ed The Office? Uh, no, no, the other guy. But anyway, John Krasinski. New- no. Other new new wife yeah, okay. and they're going on their honeymoon together. That's yes. her. Yeah, and uh, that's that's them, and it doesn't exactly go. Nothing goes as planned for anybody <laughs> on the show. Okay, you asked the same question. I think we watch it. Alexander Daddario, Connie Britton, um, Sydney Sweeney. There's stuff in the show. Hey, that's hey, Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge, sure. So apparently, sure. Sydney Sweeney, who I don't know, but she's she's like a, a hot young actress. Yeah, she's in on a lot Euphoria. Of stuff, right. Yeah. Apparently was asked to throw out a first pitch at a game in New York, and it was I've seen Boston. It was a Boston. Yeah, it's Boston. Now I ha- I haven't seen her pitch, but I've seen some unbelievable like Fifty Cent's Fifty Cent, fr- first Mariah pitch. Carey, was, Connor McGregor. I, now, Didn't he have, have a bad one? Have you seen order? Sydney Sweeney's first pitch? Uh, yeah, and she also cursed the Sox after that too. Okay, so what what happens on the pitch? I, I just I, I heard she'll never be asked again, but oh, I don't know why. So it wasn't because of her pitch. Her pitch was fine. It was okay. because they lost. It was like they had a terrible blowout loss that day. It was like gotcha. fifteen to zero. It's like the time like they had oh. Mason say, "Whose house? That Rams' is house." An unfair and, characterization. And they, okay, your right, version favors your side right. of the story. I'm going to present the story, and I want you to jump in at present any away. time. Present away. If I exaggerate the facts. Yes. All right. So <laughs> Kevin Demoff knows that Mason's is a huge Ram fan. This is when they're playing at the Coliseum. And he knows he's a huge Ram fan, and I think it's at the start of the third quarter. Okay, um, we were losing already to the, the uh, 40, Atlanta it was Falcons. The 49ers. It was Atlanta Falcons. They were not okay. So there, I, I was going to say you can yeah, you can yeah, try anything, okay. but Atlanta was not good that year. All right, the Rams were just you know it was one of McVeigh's or, or was Fisher still there? I can't remember. The last I uh, know it was McVeigh. It okay, was McVeigh. So it was Mc, the nine and seven year. So okay. McVeigh. Mason gets up and, and they say, whose house? And the whole crowd yells, Rams house, blah, blah, blah. In the fourth quarter, the Falcons just completely annihilate the Rams. And I think the final score was something like 44-24, like not close at a game in L.A. 
Um, and afterwards, Kevin Demoff says, well, that's the last time you're doing that. And Mason's like, what, what, what did I do? You know, they were like in the Super Bowl the year before. And then when Mason does whose house Rams house, they get blown out by Atlanta. So you were the whammy in this situation? No, I wasn't. First of all, it was a San Francisco game. I would like to say that. Secondly, when I, was down, when I was down on the field, which was really cool because my mom happened to be at that game, and I got to bring my mom down cool. the field, which was cool. Don't let um, Taylor know. Yeah, don't bring around Taylor. Yeah, yeah, that's right, don't Taylor. Um, and it, we were down uh, down a touchdown. And they said, we normally only do this when we're winning. Mm-hmm. But since you're down here and since you can, we're going to let you go ahead and do it. So I did it. We ended up losing badly to San Francisco. We were down 10 when I did it. We were already losing. This is the we, correct version we, of the we story. We need to do some, like an autopsy on this to see. Go, but it can't be that hard to figure out All right. Right, which game this was. Mace, yep. $5,000 in mythical money. If it's Atlanta, you pay me. If it's San Francisco, I pay you. And if How it, the hell are we going to figure that out? We're going to figure it out. Trust me. We can. Somebody at the Rams will be able to figure sure. it out. By the way, these games in 2019, they played at Atlanta. Uh, mm. Okay, well they the, played home to San Francisco. Do we really? Carlo has video of this event. He does. What's, yeah, Carlo. What's do we know the, the date on it? Yeah, what's the date on it, Carlo? And the opponent. I like, first San Francisco. Yeah, I it's San Francisco. San is what Carly just told, told me. Okay, well, you should have accepted the bet. <laughs> yeah, I should. Oh, didn't I accept the bet? No, you, yeah. you, you just you didn't. You never yeah, answered. It was Sunday, October thirteenth, San Francisco. We lost twenty to seven at the Coliseum. We were down. I think we were down ten seven when I. So it's a game at ten seven. Yeah, sure it is. It's, so it's close game. We ended up but losing. But you were the behind. Game. The, the uh, we Ra- were the already behind. behind. Exactly. My the Raiders definitely better than your version. It the, was San Francisco. <laughs> the Raiders made the playoffs last year, and I decided to join. And they're zero and three. Yeah, I mean, and I went to one Rams game. I went to one Rams game last year. That's the Titans game. Rams and the Where Titans. They got their Rams Titans. Oh, God, the worst I hated game of the, that game. It was the that worst was game awful. of the season. For we them. still blame. I have a friend from uh, Tennessee, and we met her. Went up and met her in the uh, section upstairs, the Colonnade or whatever. And uh, we blame her. We won't even talk to her anymore because we talked to her that day, and we're like, we got blown out, and we're not even talking to her. And then you know the Jorge story, right? Jorge comes up, rolls up during the San Francisco game, uh, which was at the end of last year. Was yep. it the last game or the There's second? The, no, it was the last, last game of the last season. Game. Yeah. Jorge rolls up, loses. The game lose the game blew a lead uh we go to the nfc championship game jorge's at the game and says hey do you, do you guys he texts me and says hey 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 do you mind if i come over and say hi and I, and juan said hey mate hey mate hey mate jorge you can't not. ask for you the sake of the 49ers you can't even ask you just gotta you go down. travis travis was sweating he's like I, oh man you I, guys got this game i knew you were in your poncho <laughs> you had the whole 49er gear going on i wouldn't let you anywhere near ramps people yeah exactly yeah, no, exactly that's how it goes. so we refuse really quickly on the topic of the worst first pitch ever uh, Mark Malloy, the mayor of Cincinnati, throwing out the first pitch at a Reds game. Google Look that, that one up. And it is, you were done with the argument. Okay. They, he throws it into the first base dugout <laughs> and hits a photographer. Wow. That's, really? Oh, my. It is gosh. unbelievable. Mason and Ireland coming up next. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday.